I'm glad that for the next few minutes we can dive into the word. Uh, and uh, I remember, you know, when we started meeting as Zealous uh, from from our home about two two years back, all all that we had was a bunch of like a literally handful of people uh, who were, who were really passionate and and willing to further the message of the gospel. Uh, we thought we knew all the steps, or we we thought we knew some steps. But uh, you know, when I look back, I'm like, wow, man, uh, what what a start that was. You know, uh, just the way how we all got together, just the way how we kind of agreed on kind of building the vision of 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 uh, Zealous and building the church that that Jesus has asked us to build as His followers. I mean, that that whole experience is is still so special for us, and uh, it's been just two years. That that we that we have been start that we have started this journey just over two uh, a bit of two years and it's amazing to see the the works and the wonders that God has done in the community of Zealous. Uh, if you okay, I'm not I'm not going to ask you to say this for the heck of it, but if you really believe that, just put up an emoji or 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 let us know if you have experienced you know uh, God at work in your life and through your life because of the community of Zealous. And and the reason I'm asking you to do that is because sometimes it's good to remind ourselves of what God has done for us. Sometimes it's good to remind ourselves of how the goodness of God and the grace of God has helped us, taken us through those times. And and it's not by fluke, you know, that that we have entered into 2021. You know, it's not by fluke that that we still get to do church. It's not by fluke that we still get to gather and, uh, you know, still talk about the goodness and the person of Jesus Christ in all that we do. And and every time the followers of Jesus have been willing to step out and stand in the gap uh, for the sake of the gospel, we have seen God move in a powerful way. Uh, lives have been impacted, lives have been transformed, and people have witnessed the the incredible presence of God. I'm, I'm not just saying this in 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 respect to zealous, but you go back and read the scriptures, you go back and study Christian history. Every time a bunch of people decided to get together for the sake of the gospel, that land was never the same. Those people were never the same. And I firmly believe that God is raising amongst us people. God is raising amongst us families who will represent Christ and model out his heart and his purposes for the people that you and me are doing life with. Amen. You guys believe that? I know for sure that Jesus is building this church. I know for sure that God is at work in our lives. God is at work even through our lives. We may not always see it. We may not always feel like it. But I want to assure you that Jesus is building the church. Jesus is building the community of Zealous. And and one of the things that I love about you know, Jesus, on, when he was here on earth, is that with every opportunity you've got, with every opportunity he got, he represented the heart of God in so many different instances. You know, whether it was through his conversations, whether it was through, his, uh, through the miracles that he did, uh, or even the way he communicated about the kingdom of God, he desired that he would represent the heart of God. And I want to take the next few minutes to talk about one peculiar aspect when it comes to the heart of God, and that is his generosity. Can you guys put that up in chat, everybody? God's generosity. Come on, let's get those chats going. Uh, 
let's keep it active let's keep it interactive god's generosity i'm going to read a quote uh, i'm going to start off by reading a quote that really got my attention uh, when it comes to this this is what it says god's generosity changed us from death to life from slavery to freedom from hopelessness to joy and this is the best part when we share it with others it has the same effect this is gary hog uh, who who's written this powerful piece and and what a brilliant uh, illustration that what a what a great comparison that he is helping you and me understand the principle of generosity and you know if you if you read the scriptures the scriptures are so full when it comes of references of how god modeled generosity for each one of us i mean come on let's let's start with the base one john 3:16 right we we probably you have mugged it up you have you've read it out you've read it out when you didn't want to read it it was there blaring at you in the face uh, you know uh, statistics say that it's one of the most printed verses of the bible you know globally and uh, you know it says that it starts with what for god so loved the world that he what he gave right he he gave and and so the scriptures are so full of how god has modeled generosity for each and every one of us and we get we get to learn from the lives of various people and and communities that 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 uh, the authors of the bible have recorded in the scriptures of how they modeled out generosity and giving and and because it is dream offering sunday because it is a time for you and me to intentionally see uh, and intentionally plan how god desires for each one of us to financially give or commit uh, for for this year i i don't want to just want this time to just pass by easily because i think as we as we start doing this on a more regular basis you and me need to understand the the why behind our what you know the why is it that you and me decide to even give why is it that you and me decide to even do an act of of you know sacrificing or generously giving or just just plainly giving and uh you know the scriptures put it in this way that god loves it when we model generosity you know god loves when when we give and for the next few minutes i have titled this my talk for this evening called hilarus right this is this is a greek word so so don't freak out uh or or don't just try to make conclusions uh the word the one if there's one word that you get ash is already laughing i know the the word sounds funny ash uh uh the word is hilarus and that's where you get the english word hilarious from okay that's where you get the english word hilarious from but but i'll i'll go ahead and talk about that uh, uh you know the meaning of that word and and things like that but before you take the decision uh, to give to the vision and the works of the church for this year like i said it is essential it is so essential that all of us understand the why and in order for us to do that let's turn to john uh, chapter 12 and we we'll read a few verses from 1 uh, to 7 this is this is this is an epic uh, conversation that we're going to have because john john uh, 11 and 12 is i think one of my favorite uh, passages from the bible because you get to see jesus in its in its true sense in its real authority and full power and glory and and majesty and you like can just go on with words but let's this this few words this is what it says john 12 1 to 7 
Six days before the Passover uh, celebration began, Jesus arrived in Bethany, the home of Lazarus, the man he had raised from the dead. A dinner was prepared for Je- in Jesus' honor. Martha served and, and Lazarus was among those who ate with him. Then Mary took a, took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from the essence of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with his hair. The house was filled with the fragrance. But Judas Iscariot, the disciple who would soon betray him, said, that perfume was worth a year's wages. It should have been sold and the money given to the poor. Don't you love it when the disciples of Jesus try to bring in reality checks and, and rationalize so many things. Uh, I mean, these are, these, are not, these are not lay people. These are the ones who Jesus appointed, the ones who Jesus selected. And, and this is what he says. I love how John kind of takes a dig at his colleague or at his disciple in, in, the, in the verse six and verse seven. This is what John says about Judas, okay? His, his fellow companion. Not that he cared for the poor. He was a thief. And since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole some for himself. John, why are you mentioning these details? There's something called as brotherhood, man. You're not supposed to reveal all of these things. I mean, I thought the Bible was a perfect book. Did you guys, did you guys ever fall for this? Like, I thought the Bible was supposed to be about this perfect God, you know, and, and this perfect people. But here we see one of the one of the twelve, not even a crowd, one of the twelve. And John is kind of, you know, just just letting out his secret to the entire world, you know. And then he says, Jesus replies, Leave it alone. She did this in preparation for my burial. She did this in preparation for my burial. Let's pray. God, I just pray for the next few minutes that our hearts would really be receptive to the leading of your word and the leading of your Holy Spirit. I pray for my thoughts. I pray, Lord, that I would communicate what you desire for me to communicate this evening. And if there's anything that we would want to walk away from is, Lord, uh, the revelation that your word brings to us in this time and in this season. Uh, For all of those who are watching right now, who have tuned in right now, or who would watch this later, let your word bring the, the, the timely revelation needed for each and every one of us. In your precious name, we commit this time. Amen. <clears throat> you know, what we have read just now, John, John 12, these few verses, this is possibly one of the rarest form of worship that has been recorded in the New Testament scriptures. You know, the, the setting, actually, if you, if you go back and read uh, the, the chapter be, uh, before that, the setting and what just happened before in the earlier chapter would actually kind of qualify for this kind of gesture that we have seen from Mary. You know, because in the, in the previous chapter, uh, 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 Jesus did something really radical. He, he brought back Lazarus, that is Mary and Martha's brother, back to life from dead. You know, if you don't know the story, Lazarus is dead for about four days and, and the, the, everybody in the family is mourning. The sisters are like all over the place. They're totally wrecked because they've lost their brother and they want Jesus to step into the scene, which he does. And then he resurrects. Lazarus. So everybody is, is flipping excited. They're like throwing a celebration. They've thrown a dinner party over here, like you saw. And the family can't hold back their excitement. I mean, come on, man. Let's, let's be real. Like, 
if somebody in your house is is resurrected back to life you're going to you're going to like put it up on instagram you're going to be putting it up on twitter you're going to like you know send all the possible video calls like this is the guy who was dead you know you're like you'll do pro- your video call i don't know what we're going to do these days you know if you see that happen and that's the kind of excitement that we are seeing when when the family of lazarus is arranging dinner or or hosting this celebration and they throw this they throw this amazing meal i'm guessing it was amazing uh because the bible says that you know people around it uh from that town of bethany came to see uh, who jesus is and what was happening if you go and read later and uh, while i love how how john kind of picks out on these couple of details okay verse 2 it says a dinner was served uh martha served lazarus was among those who ate you know so everybody is doing their thing you know you know one of those parties that your that your family or those family get togethers everybody tries to act busy have you have you been in one of those you know like everybody is doing something else and 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 if you're one of those guys or one of those families who loves putting everything in place you'll assign roles okay when you when these guys come it's your responsibility to make sure that you do this you do that and so maybe it was a responsibility given to lazarus that lazarus just act cool all right uh, we know we know you have been you have been raised from the dead but just play cool you know let the focus be on jesus and, and what not i don't know but you see that while everybody is doing their part while everybody is thinking of the best possible way to celebrate that occasion mary is still in awe of what has happened in the earlier chapter side note let's not rush into the next season of your life without really allowing to remind ourselves of what god has done in the past and what is doing in the now and and we see a glimpse of that from from mary you know because mary is so is so consumed mary is so mary is so uh, aware of what has happened that she can't stop but express herself she can't stop but like really express her gratitude her adoration her love of earth for the messiah that that she has seen you know uh now we don't know the societal status of this family but i can tell you for sure that mary's actions over here that was that that mary's actions were not stirred by a bunch of emotions for mary this act of of uh, you know putting out this perfume really meant something more it 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 offered mary offers her best at the feet of jesus mary offers her best at the feet of jesus can i tell you something our giving to god is an expression of worship uh i some of you might have heard this earlier but i i really want to want you to i want to remind you i want i want you to remind ourselves tonight in a fresh manner that our giving to god is an expression of worship see whether you've been on the receiving side when you've been on the receiving side of christ uh, of the love of christ that is so pure that is so unconditional with a peace that is so assuring we really can't hold back our expressions and that is what we see uh, uh, that is what we see mary doing you know her pouring out this express this expensive perfume at the feet of jesus was not a difficult task for mary why because she had seen the resurrected one who says mary jesus tells mary at, uh, in the early chapter that i am the resurrection and life i am the one who who you need in your life and when she encounters that 
everything else changes for 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 Mary. Her expression and her worship is not hindered by the critiques and the hindrances or the rational suggestions of the people. Can I can I just say something to you guys over here? This one particular aspect. Have we allowed our expression of worship to be subdued or hindered because of what people around us would say? And and when I say worship, I'm not just talking about you singing songs, okay? I'm not just talking about if you're a person on the worship team, uh, if you're a person on the band, or, you know, I'm not talking about you doing your worship set for 15, 20 minutes and just that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a lifestyle of worship. I believe I'm talking, uh, God is challenging us tonight that when you're consumed by the magnificence of Jesus, you never shy away from being a contributor to his works. When you, so, so the question is, let me, let me start by asking you this simple question. When was the last time you, you really allowed your heart to be stirred by the person of Jesus Christ? When was the last time that, that you know, your heart or your, your entire body really wanted to express to God of, of, about his greatness, about his love, about how, how majestic he is, about how awesome he is, about this greatness that the scriptures describe? When was the last time you allowed yourself to sit back and express that to Jesus? See, because Mary does that. She doesn't, she doesn't care if it's a dinner party going on. She doesn't care if, you know, if, if there are people around her. She doesn't care that she's going to get ridiculed for an act. You know, I was reading this and uh, I, was, I, was, I was really just allowing the presence of God to minister to me personally from this word. And can I tell you this? If, if you've grown up in a Christian home or if you've grown up in, in church background for a long time, you would, have, you would have heard this classic uh, phrase that is, or, or a, a scripture that is quoted, right? That don't let your right hand know what your left hand has done and, you know, all of that, right? This particular passage blows that out of water. Are you guys with me? Okay. Are you guys seriously with me? Uh, just checking, right? Right. Thank you, Mamta. This passage, this, this particular few verses puts that entire thing out of the, I, and I'm not, I'm not kind of discrediting that, that, that scripture writing. There is a place to do that. There is a place to be, to be secretive. There is a place to kind of not know what's happening when it comes to your generosity and when it comes to your giving. But there is also a time and a moment where you and me need to learn to be expressive when it comes to our worship. That's, that's, the, that's the point that I'm trying to drive over here. Mary displays that. Mary helps you and me understand that there's nothing wrong in you being expressive about your adoration and about your worship to God in spite or irrespective of the critiques or the rationals or the suggestions that will be blaring to you. Right? Because, because let's be real, there, there, there will always be another suggestion. There will always be you know, a better way or, or another way of how people would want you to do things. But Mary, you know, she's, not just, she's, not, she's not swayed away or she's not just blown away by the good words or the sophisticated words of Jesus. 
her worship is is not originated out of a routine or or a ritualistic order her worship in that particular moment is is her entire being her body her mind her soul responding to the greatness of the messiah that's the kind of expressive worship that that we see mary reflect and and we see that you know her her expressiveness and her enthusiasm in that particular act see there are three there are three words there are three words and you can write this down if you're taking notes you can write this down there are three words that that can be a really good benchmark when it comes to you and me practicing a lifestyle of giving are you, are you ready for that three words okay three words eagerness expressiveness and enthusiasm right it's up there on chat if you guys want to remember if you want to practice a lifestyle of generosity if you want to practice a lifestyle of giving let this let these three words be a good benchmark let this be like a, let this be like a litmus test when it comes to any act of giving that you guys want to practice and i want us to consider you know there's another passage that we're going to be looking into a couple of verses and and you know while while this particular passage of john these few verses we see that mary possibly gave out of her abundance right you know uh like just to just to sit back and analyze a house that has one of those bottles you know it's very easy to conclude hey maybe they're they're from a well off background so it's very easy for mary to do that mary possibly gave out of her abundance but we see in the scriptures that there were a bunch of christ followers from different parts of europe uh, who who gave in a surrounding of scarcity who gave in a surrounding of famine who gave were out of like their their bare essential needs were not being met but yet they made a decision to give in the midst of their scarcity paul is in fact quoting the example of these christ followers when he's writing to the community of corinth in in second corinthians verses 7 to 11 this is what paul has to say after he's talking after he's spoken about the macedonian churches and after he's spoken about the way how they were so generous they gave with abundant joy they were eager to give he says you must each decide in your heart how much to give and i love this part don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure right i want to say this zealous dream offering sunday please do not pledge or commit in response to any pressure but i love the like last part of it for god loves a person who gives cheerfully can can we populate that that word that our chat with that word cheerful come on everybody just feel free to use that use your chat feature and type cheerful cheerful and god will give generously god will pro, god will generously provide all you need then you will always have everything you need plenty left over to share with others as the scripture say they share freely and give generously to the poor their good deeds will be remembered forever for god is the one who provides seed to the farmer and bread to eat in the same way he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a greater harvest of generosity in you yes you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous and when we take your gifts to those who need them they will thank god the reason i asked you to put that word cheerful 
is the, the Greek word that is used when, when this particular passage or these, this particular verse was written is the word hilarus. And, and that the, the meaning of that is uh, somebody who's cheerful, somebody who's joyfully ready, somebody who's eager to give, somebody who's willing to give, who's gracious. And, and, and only in the, in the later 19th century or so is when this word hilarus kind of transition or evolved into this word hilarious, which meant funny or things like that. But the root word that, that the scriptures have used is to help you understand that when it comes to is when it comes to giving anything, it's never done out of a reluctant heart. It is never done in a situation where you're pressured to give. It's never done in a situation where you, you don't want to give, but you have been forced to give. And and the community of the Macedonian churches that, that Paul talks about, they, they, he says that they were so eager to give. They wanted, in fact, he even goes ahead and uses this phrase that they were begging us. They were begging us. They're not requesting, not, not just or politely saying, they were begging us that they want to, wanted to be, you know, contributors to the work of the kingdom. And, and you know, here's an here's amazing part. I was, I was doing some some word study and I was doing some reading on this one particular word, hilarious. And this is the Hebrew aspect of it. Okay. The Hebrew stand, the Hebrew understanding of the related verb hilaruno means to cause to shine. Therefore one who is radiant with cheerfulness and kindness and is more open to help and serve others. I'm telling you, when, when God is, is depositing this quality of generosity in you and me as his Christ followers, there is that radiance that is, that is associated when it comes to you and me living a lifestyle of generosity as well. It is contagious. Generosity is contagious. As much as faith is contagious, I want to encourage you and tell you that generosity is contagious because irrespective of your surroundings, irrespective of your surroundings, giving is always shaped by the willingness in your heart. Giving is always shaped by the willingness in your heart. And can I, can I challenge you this? If you, if you think all this while, uh, I've just been trying to, trying to get us to complete this evening, uh, just so that we can, we can do a bunch of activities like and pledge and move out. I want to tell you, your first step of generosity starts with you giving your heart and your life to Jesus. Not, not your Sundays. I've said this so many, I've said this so many times and I've, I've said it in so many different ways. Your first step of experiencing generosity and practicing generosity starts when you give your whole life to Jesus. Not a bit of it, not, not, not like 50%, not 70%, but your whole life. Because, because the, bench, the way God has modeled generosity is that he gave his only son for you. God gave his only son for you so that you do not perish, but you would have eternal life. See, because everything else flows out of that. I, uh, you know, I, I, uh, everything else flows out of that. He that does not totally give himself to the Lord will neither give his possessions to him. But he that joyfully gives himself will keep back nothing that the Lord requires from him. 
And it is only when we give ourselves wholly to God that we are able to sincerely give ourselves and our possessions to others. I'm telling you, I've, you know, we, I've seen after quitting my, my full-time, my full-time job in about 2011 and just learning to live a life of, of practicing a life of faith and uh, trying to see how, you know, we depend on God to be a provider. I've seen that God has never put us to shame when it comes to giving and God has never God is, and God will not start now. You know, he's never done it in the past and he will never do it even in the future because a lot is at stake when you give. I think you know that already. And, and I, was, I was telling you this, side note, right? Uh, I was blown away by some of these guys. You know, I, I was just sharing it with a, with a bunch of my team members. William Colgate, do you guys, do you guys remember this famous brand, Colgate? I mean, uh, it'd be something wrong with you if you don't, if you don't remember this one, right? And, and I was reading about the legacy of this guy, okay? William Colgate. That's actually, that actually his last name, all right? Uh, William Colgate was a, guy, was a guy who started by tithing his 10% to a point where he reached that he was tithing 100% of his income. And, and why, why do I tell you this? I'm not trying to tell you this numbers game, but I'm trying to tell you the principle, you know? Uh, the, the principle is that he never shied away from his giving. He never shied away from following the, the instructions and the commands that are, that are given to us in the scriptures. And, and like I said, you know, the early church, if you look at it, this particular passage, the earlier church modeled out this principle of generosity and giving out so well. And, and I want to tell you, I'm so I'm so glad that last year in the midst of the pandemic, you and me, we got an opportunity to practice generosity. You and me got different opportunities that were presented to us. And, and I'm glad that, that we grabbed hold of that. Could we have done more? Yes, we could have done more. And, and this year, I hope we can continue to do more because I'm telling you, if you want to be a witness for the message of the gospel, generosity has to be a part of your lifestyle. If you want to witness, the, uh, be, a, be a good, solid, biblical disciple of Jesus Christ, generosity has to be intertwined with your identity. And, and I think, I want, to, I want to say, if you read back 2 Corinthians chapter, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the chapter uh, after that, I think the chapter before that, he says that they started by giving themselves to the Lord first. Paul brings that to attention. And that's what I want to bring to your attention, church. Start by giving and devoting yourself to Jesus and his word first. Before, before I just want to tell you, not devotion to the, to the things of God, but devotion to God. I, like I said, I, I, I kind of emphasize on this almost every time. It doesn't matter how many Sunday gatherings you attend. It doesn't matter how many connect groups you attend. It doesn't matter how many days you fast and pray. But if you're not going to allow the word of God to really embrace, to embrace the word of God, receive the word of God and allow the word of God to transform you, we are not wholly and fully devoting your life to God. Because early, early church modeled that out. And I want to remind you tonight, before you commit to anything else, Commit yourself to the word of God. Before you desire to serve in any teams at Zealous, commit yourself 
to grow in your relationship with Jesus. Before you start giving away any of your finances or your treasures, give your heart to Jesus and let him renew you inside out. And let's really start 2021 by committing our heart, our mind, and our body to Jesus. Because then, giving your time, giving your talents, or even your treasures is never an uphill task. Because a measure of giving is an outward display of our inward renewal through Jesus. Hear me out. I want to say this again because I want you to catch this in your hearts tonight. Our measure of giving is an outward display of our inward renewal through Jesus. Because I'm telling you, this year we have been presented with an opportunity as, as a community, you know, who, who, who can seek God, who can seek his heart and seek his plans for us. And, and in all that we desire to do this year, I, I want to tell you that these are the three simple things that we want to everything that we're doing in 2021. If I have to put it under these three tabs, I would say we want to reach more people with the gospel of Jesus. We want to impact more people with the gospel of Jesus. And we want to build more people with the gospel of Jesus. And I want to tell you, church, your cheerful giving, your hilarious giving or you know, that's going to make a difference in, in, in fulfilling or achieving that dream. So, so I want to tell you, maybe there are people over here on this call who, who have never made a decision to give earlier when it comes to your finances. Maybe you never made a decision to commit to, to you know, being a part of whether it's Tuesday community prayer or whether it's the connect group or whether it's any other gathering apart from Sunday. Maybe you have just kept yourself so comfortable that, okay, you know what? I just want to be committed to Sunday gatherings and I want to, I want to start and I want to stop there. But can I challenge you this year? Give your time. Give yourself wholly to God and to his word. And these are some of the avenues where you can really practice that well. We're so glad you've been listening in. If you'd like to know more about us, follow us on Insta at Zealous Pune or visit us online at zealous.community.